0: Welcome in to an emergency edition of the DNVR Broncos podcast and we are coming to you well from my car because the Broncos don't allow us to do podcasts inside anymore. Not even a quick emergency podcast but that's neither here nor there and it's definitely not there and by there I mean inside the Broncos facility. It's certainly here in the car. So we got a lot to talk about boys here as The Broncos, and Vic Fangio specifically, announces this morning that Joe Flacco is injured and will not play this Sunday. Mace.
1: Well, first of all, you know, I've had some of the best times of my life in cars. So, yeah. have you? Yes, I, I had to go there. Someone had to do it. But anyway, yeah, Joe Flacco... Won't be starting Sunday. The Brandon Allen experience is about to begin, as you said, all in for Allen. And uh, Brandon Allen, let me just be perfectly honest here, I don't want to uh, reduce anybody's expectations, but I've watched a a good amount of his preseason work. There's nothing inspiring there. The passer rating right around 70.0 is pretty reflective of what he is. I mean he could surprise. I would equate this to a triple A picture who gets called up for a spot start, first time in his career. The other team doesn't know what to expect, and he surprises you. But that's really what you're hoping for. And then the bigger questions, of course, revolve around Drew Locke because he won't be starting. He may not even practice this week. It could be Brett Ripon backing up for Brendan Allen on Sunday. So we may not see October if he's not out there practicing by Wednesday. And Vember may be delayed. We'll see.
0: And quickly, so you guys have a little bit more of an understanding of what we're doing here. We have a recorder. Not We don't have a full podcast set up here in the uh, the mobile studio, as we'll call it. We have a recorder that we kind of have to pass back and forth every time that we want to get a point in. So uh, if you hear a little pause, it's usually, it's probably going to be me passing the recorder back to Zach. And I should clarify that no one is allowed
2: to do podcasts inside anymore. Zach, your thoughts. Ryan and Mace, it's happening. What we've been hoping for is finally happening. It's unfortunate that it had to happen with the Joe Flacco neck injury, which from everything I've heard is a very real injury. He was... He couldn't move his neck after the game last night, so I know there's a lot of cons- conspiracy theorists out there already saying, "Oh, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a real injury." But from everything I've heard, and Mace can probably touch on this, Joe Flacco was immobile uh, with his neck after the game last night, and it's happening. But one way or another, whether it's the Drew Locke era or whether it's not the Drew Locke era, a total tank. Is happening and whether the Broncos want it to be happening or not, but that's where we're going. And, and Ryan, we had a conversation five minutes before Vic Fangio spoke, and uh, you thought the Broncos were going to win on Sunday. Five minutes after Vic Fangio was done, I turned around and I said, Still think the Broncos win on Sunday? And you said, Absolutely not. I don't think there's an ounce. I don't think there's a person that can pick the Broncos to win. You took an anemic offense and gave it a quarterback with a 70 passer rating that has never played in an NFL game, and you still don't know who your backup quarterback is. This thing is blowing up in grand fashion on this Monday.
0: Yeah, and the the most damning number for uh Brandon Allen is his preseason touchdown to interception ratio which is six touchdowns to 11 interceptions (laughs) Uh, not the two to one you're looking for there on that ratio that's actually one to two but here's my biggest take with this and we've been right a lot but we've never been more right about anything than we were about the Broncos needing to get Drew Locke back to practice in week six because guess what if Drew Locke was back in practice in week six He'd be ready to go for this week. You'd have half a season to see what you have in this kid. And I know that's becoming like a faux pas phrase, see what you have. Half a season, a couple weeks of preparation, patience, no expectations. It actually would have been a perfect situation for Drew Locke to come in as this team is 2-6. and But now they are in a very precarious bind because they have not activated Drew Locke for practice. And now they need a backup quarterback this week. And their options are Drew Locke and Brett Ripon. And yes, we did clarify, I did clarify with Vic Fangio that Drew Locke, if they want him to be, can be the backup this week. But boys, the Broncos have already showed to be very gun-shy with Drew Locke. There's no doubt in my mind that they will continue to be gun-shy and, and have Brett Rippin be the backup this week because they don't want to risk the chance that Drew Locke becomes the backup and two plays in Brandon Allen has a high ankle sprain and then he's forced to play in what actually would be an unfair situation to him this is the first time where I can sympathize with the Broncos you probably can't put put Drew out there this week as the backup and risk him having one week of practice as the second string quarterback before being tossed into an NFL game
1: bingo that's exactly the point I was going to make that's that you can't throw him out there knowing that if Brandon Allen is hurt on the first possession, he has to play the last three and a half quarters. So it's probably going to be Brett Rippon unless they make a trade. Vic Fangio said nothing's in the works, but who knows what could happen between now and the trading deadline. As Zach and I got into on the pod that we recorded this morning, before all the Flacco news came down, Adam Schefter of ESPN tweeted out that teams have inquired about C.J. Beathard, but I would rather take my chances with Brandon Allen and then Brett Ripon as the backup because C.J. Beathard, because we've seen C.J. Beathard start 10 games in the regular season. We know who and what he is. The 49ers were a markedly better team when Nick Mullins went in there last year than they were with C.J. Beathard. They immediately started playing better ball. And I don't want to put too much on the quarterback win-loss statistic, but at the same time, the 49ers were 1-9 in the games that C.J. Beathard started, and they were 9-13 in 2017 and 2018 with Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins, just everybody else. So it's pretty clear which Piston wasn't firing, and that's why I think The Broncos should just stand pat, not trade any draft capital, not even a seventh-round pick, just roll with Brandon Allen and Brett Rippon for this game, and then make sure that Drew Locke, if Joe Flack goes out for the year, Drew Locke is ready to start in Minnesota coming out of the bye, and the rest of the season belongs to him. I don't know if they'll do that, but it's what they should do.
0: Zach's chomping at the bit to get one in here.
1: No!
2: Do not, under any circumstances, trade for a quarterback. Whether it's a compensatory seventh-round pick, whether it's a second-round pick for Nick Mullins or whatever crazy compensation the 49ers would want, or any team would want. Here's what you do. You go down in flames with Brandon Allen, Drew Locke, Brett Rippon, or... You find success and you are pleased that you found your quarterback of the future likely because it's Drew Lock maybe it's Brett Ripon, and I doubt that it's Brandon Allen but you roll with these guys. Do not make a win now move right here. That would be the worst thing for this organization. Drew Lock will not start this week so he needs to get ready as soon as possible It is wild and wacky that there is just wasn't a decision already of Drew Locke is practicing this week. We'll see if he's ready to be the backup quarterback this week. It is wild that that is not the case because Vic Fangio said he may not practice this week. We may not activate that practice time. What that right there is damning in itself and just shows where the Broncos are with Drew Locke. And if we don't see Drew Locke in uh, at least as the backup after the bye, we know everything we need to know about Drew Locke, and that means he is absolutely not the guy for this franchise.:
0: And that, see, that last comment I was with you until the last comment. There's no way the Broncos could know that. Um, w- we would know a lot more about the staff and the people making decisions than I, than I would about Drew Locke, but I understand what you're saying. The, you know, they would have to be punting on Drew Locke already to not try and get him ready at the very, very latest for week 13. And at this point, that sounds absurd to wait all the way till week 13 to get drew lock in there but the fact that vic fangio was non-committal about getting drew lock out to practice this week the only reason that i could come up with why drew lock wasn't practicing to this point was two things one this crazy idiotic hope that they could still get back into it and two this this idea that you don't want to have drew lock ready to go so then there's all this pressure on joe flacco and there's these chants for lock in the crowd which is why i think they put him on ir in the very first place but now all that is gone there's no reason not one singular good reason you can come up with for why drew lock shouldn't be practicing this week and if they don't i will listen to any conspiracy because something crazy is going on
1: If Locke isn't in, if if Flack goes out for the year, then simply put, something went wrong with the development of Drew Locke, and you cannot in any way, shape, or form make him the quarterback of the future. Period. Because he's healthy. He's ready. This is not about whether he can go out there and throw a ball. This is about other things that are in play, things that I'm sure the Broncos aren't really going to specify. Maybe there's an issue in terms of his classroom work. Maybe when he's been in the VR room, he struggled. Certainly, he was struggling on the field this summer, but he was getting better from game to game, albeit against the reserves. But it was not quantum leaps. It was baby steps, really. So, yeah. um, I know this is going to tick off some people with whom I've uh, interacted on Twitter, but if Drew Locke doesn't play the rest of this season, you have to draft a quarterback in the first round, period. That becomes a top need. You cannot sell Drew Locke to anybody as your quarterback of the future if he's not ready to even take relatively meaningless snaps in a lost season in the present.
0: And... That's a point for another podcast, but I did write a whole column about this. On yesterday's post-game podcast, Zach and I talked about it, and I said I have a take that I'm ready to debut this week. I was going to save it for the podcast, but I couldn't even do that. I got home, and I said I have to write about this. So make sure you go check out my story on thednvr.com. I talked all about quarterback in the first round next year and why I'm with you on what you're saying, but something else has to change before any of these quarterbacks are going to be successful in Denver
2: and speaking of quarterbacks time in denver joe flacco's time should be done and if you want to put him on ir that's fine if you want to keep him on the active roster well that'd be stupid but whatever but the flacco era should be done
0: real quick do you believe that joe flacco made those comments last night knowing he had a neck injury and knowing that that might have been his last game in denver
2: if so, good for him. I, I haven't thought about that. Uh, but there's let's say Joe Flacco's only out for this Sunday. He's healthy enough to come back after the bye. Don't do it. Because right now, they, even if you want to convince me that you still want to win now after the bye when you have seven games left, Joe Flacco is not the win-now solution. Joe Flacco, in the first half of the season, has got you on pace for 4-12 and 12. Ten touchdowns or twelve touchdowns, ten interceptions on the season. That's what he's on pace for right now, guys. That is so dreadfully awful. If a quarterback did that for a whole season, they should not be the quarterback for the team the pre, the, the following season. And considering the Broncos have three complete unknowns at quarterback with Brandon Allen, uh, Brett Ripon, and Drew Locke, you gotta find out about these guys now. I would put it in the order of Drew Locke, Brett Rippon, Brandon Allen. It very, very well appears that the Broncos are going to go the complete opposite order for Sunday.
1: Well, haven't the Broncos done the complete opposite of what they should do at various stages of this world of suck era, which is what I'm calling it now? This goes back to when we were doing the Broncos history site on the Broncos website. We struggled with what to call the post-Pate Manning years. Well, we know. It's the world of suck. That's what it is. And they've really gone opposite to conventional wisdom. Just take, for example, the year you had Kyle Shanahan in the building. Eh, we're going to go with Vance Joseph. Even though we have a perfectly good defensive coordinator in Wade Phillips who's doing a great job. And we're going to guide him out the door. And we're going to go with Vance Joseph and Joe Woods. Made no sense. But they've done a lot of things that have made no sense. So I don't expect them to all of a sudden grow an abundance of common sense in this scenario. I'm sorry. i have something snapped in me on Sunday guys. I'm just done with it. I'm, I'm done with what I've seen the last few years. I'm done with the tepid turgid offense. I'm done with the poor in game management, even though there's been less of that this year. Some of that certainly comes in the now in the form of, you know, of play calling issues. I'm just, I'm at my wits end. Seen a lot of bad football. Tired of it.
0: I think we all are, Mason, and that's why I wrote my column yesterday. You know, I'm tired of watching this offense. You know, mop their way across the field or not across the field. I guess I should say. Um, so on Saturday, we debuted our Broncos roundtable, and the headline of that was, "When will Drew Locke make his first start?" Both of you, I believe, went week 13 against the Chargers. I said 2020. Like I was over it. I just said, you know what? They're going to mess this up. It just seems like it. Well, things have changed. So, Zach, I'll start with you and then to Mace, and then we'll come back to me finally. Zach, when will Drew Locke make his first start?
2: It's got to be week 11, right? Coming out of the bye. It's not ideal to play Minnesota on the road, then Buffalo on the road, but it has to be. I don't think this coaching staff in this front office can sit through a bye week and convince themselves that Brandon Allen gives them the best chance to win it has to be week 11 Mace
1: I concur yeah it's tough to go to Minnesota but you can't delay this just go ahead and put him out there and commit to the last 7 games of the season and give him a game plan and tactics that play to his strengths. I don't want to see him being plugged in to run the offense that Joe Flacco was running. I want to see more shotgun. I want to see them spread it around. I want to see Drew Lott move out of the pocket. I want to see him given the freedom to take off and run with it if he doesn't see what he needs to see to throw within two and a half seconds. Will we see that? I don't know because they're so focused on the scheme, the scheme, the scheme. Even though, as Zach and I talked about this morning, and something I always come back to, Kyle and Mike Shanahan managed to rewrite this scheme for RG3 in 2012, and they got a division title out of it. So don't tell me that you can't remake this scheme for the skill set of Drew Locke to get a fair look at him. Because if you don't let him do what he does best, it's not a fair look at Drew Locke. It's a sham.
0: Well, we're... Still in the same place we were this week. You two are on the same page and I am on a later page. I still, despite everything that happens, believe that Drew Locke will not make his first start until week thirteen. I think they are going to protect him. They've gone this far doing that. And they're going to say we're not gonna throw him out there to the Wolves on you know, against Minnesota and Buffalo. We're going you know, we're going to be smart here and give him a chance. But Mace, you made a comment there that um, gives me hope for for what I wrote about last night, which is that maybe, maybe in all this time, Rich Gangarello takes, you know, a couple hours a day to design what he believes will give Drew Locke the best chance to succeed. And in the end, the Broncos come out of this realizing quarterback friendly is the way that we need to go and forget trying to fit the square peg into this round hole drew had success with that offense let's take that as our our sample and build out from there this offseason that that's my greatest hope is that they're able to put him in positions to succeed and realize that that is the way of the nfl in 2019 is putting your quarterback in a position to succeed not forcing them into a scheme that worked 20 years ago
2: so ryan quickly how comfortable or how confident are you that rich gangarella will do that
0: Well, here's my basis of confidence there. When Jimmy Garoppolo got to San Francisco in 2017, it was Rich Gangarello's job to take what he did in in, uh, New England and try and put together a plan so they could play him for the rest of the season, and they went undefeated in those games. Now, you would think they would have just said, okay, that's our offense now because they went undefeated in those games. They didn't. Now they're undefeated again, so uh, you can't complain too much about it. Then, last year... Rich Gangarello simplified things once again for Nick Mullins when he had to come in, and he had success. So I think he has a bit of experience doing this. Um, I hope that's where they go instead of just trying to force Drew Lock to run the Joe Flacco
1: offense. They'd better because if he runs the Drew, if Drew Lock runs the Joe Flacco offense, he will fail, and fail spectacularly. And I know people look at Joe Flacco and see the lower middle class production if you're going by. All 32 starting quarterbacks right now. But if they put Drew Locke out there to run that exact game plan, that exact iteration of the Shanahan-Kubiak scheme, it would be far worse. Far worse. And I hope even with Brandon Allen, he, he's operated and spread at times. He can sling it around. I hope they give him a chance to succeed in this game too. And who knows? Maybe Brandon Allen is this team's Nick Mullins. I doubt it, but let's see what happens Sunday.
2: Or maybe he's their Kyle Allen. I don't have confidence in that happening at all because this isn't the Joe Flacco offense. This is the Rich Scangarello offense. This is the offense that he wanted to run, and here's the thing. You're not going to get an organization that says, Rich, we like who you are, but we don't like your offense. You need to change it. This is John Elway's offense. This is the offense that he wanted. He didn't care how he got it, whether it was Gary Kubiak, whether it was one of Kubiak's sons. As long as Kubiak didn't bring along his entire coaching staff, which he tried to do, he didn't care if it was a quarterback coach that had coached at Northern Arizona Wait, Wagner, right? Mm -hmm. And Millsaps Millsaps in Mississippi, as we found out today. He didn't care if it was that guy. He needed this offense. So there's going to be no pressure on Rich. In fact, they're going to say, don't change it. I hope I'm wrong.
0: And that actually brings me to a take that I wasn't able to fit in my column that I wanted to say. This offense, when run at its peak, is football art. It is amazing, and you've seen teams execute it to the utmost abilities, and that you've seen how great it can be. But it is also one of the hardest offense for for players to execute, and it makes my skin crawl to watch these teams take these offenses that are so easy for the players to execute – and put up 24 points a game. Look at what the Cardinals did. They were anemic last year. They were terrible. They bring in Cliff Kingsbury. They bring in Kyler Murray, and they run the air raid or a a version of the air raid, and they're averaging 24 points a game. The Broncos can't even touch 24 points on their best weeks. It is it is blowing my mind and driving me nuts to watch teams make it look so easy. Kyler Murray – um. Gardner Minshew, all of these guys. Kyle Allen also operating out of a spread scheme. It's driving me nuts to watch them do it so easily and watch the Broncos struggle to run this very complex
1: offense. How many quarterbacks have run this complex offense well for multiple years? Not many. 10? And this is even over the last couple of decades. Now we see, as you pointed out, number of quarterbacks that are going to be on pro radars next year that have done anything like this is zero. Joe Burrow's done some stuff under center, but he wasn't as effective. It was way worse. Yes. You give him an offense that is similar to the one Drew Brees runs in New Orleans, he's lighting it up. So, you know, at some point, you have to accept that the game is evolving, and you have to meet the new generation of players that is coming up from college football— meet them at their skill set and at their strengths and play to those instead of trying to put all this on them a system that takes years to master look you've got a first round pick you got him for five years including the fifth year option that time goes by fast can you really afford to dawdle and waste time Well, this guy learns a system to get it right. With Drew Locke, for example, he's a second-round pick, so you don't even have five years. you got four years. And this year is already halfway done. So if Drew Locke was going to be your starter, you're just burning time and burning time with that cost-controlled quarterback trying to get him to fit into this scheme. So stop it. Accept that this is 2019. The Broncos need to move on from this Unless they find that unicorn quarterback that can run it perfectly, they need to meet the coming generation of players at their skill set and strength and go from there. What the Broncos
2: need to focus on this week and in the short term is getting Drew Locke off the IR, swallowing whatever pride you're trying to save and say he's coming back from the IR and get him ready to play Week 11 against Minnesota. Worst case, Week 13 against the Chargers at home. Then the long-term plan or outlook of this team needs to be build an offense that is best suited for your players, specifically your quarterback. And then you go out in the draft next year, and if it's not Drew Locke because you find that out, then you go and pick that quarterback, you build an offense around him, and then you have success for the next 15 or 20 years. And it starts this week with not messing around don't mess this up because you've already kicked the can down the road too long and it's hurt you get drew lock back on the practice field
0: that we can all agree on the broncos we will find out tomorrow if they are going to be sane with this situation and to be honest i what could tell us that they are but until then that is going to do it for this iteration of the dnv car broncos podcast we will catch up with you tomorrow thanks for tuning in and we'll get you with them ah, mm,
1: the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne